Showboys Newscast, bringing you all the news and no opinion. I'm Mike. And I am Nick. Thank you for joining us, and we've got a lot to cover, so let's get right to it. Starting the show off tonight, fresh off the Snyder Cut of Justice League, we have so many DC uh, pieces of news and rumors to share with you guys. Uh, So first up... um, after the Snyder Cut hype, WB may be considering re-establishing the Snyderverse. So even though there have been some conflicting reports floating around about the Snyder Cut being a, quote, storytelling cul-de-sac, as we've reported on earlier in an earlier newscast, uh, it appears WB may be considering giving Snyder free reign over the DCEU and allowing him to re-establish the Snyderverse. And move forward with Justice League 2 and 3. Tipster Grace Randolph is reporting that WB is in fact interested, but waiting to see how the Snyder Cut performs on HBO Max upon release. Uh, From what I've seen online, uh, from talking to you, Nick, and uh, our Showboys correspondent, Jordan, and pretty much anyone else who's seen the Snyder Cut, uh, it's just been overwhelmingly positive and glowing reviews uh i'm about halfway through it and um so i can't wait to finish it up and chat about it all things Zack snyder justice league uh on our episode thursday really excited for that yeah uh, to go along with this the website we got this covered wrote an article speculating that there are rumors floating around that despite reports on the contrary justice league 2 is already in active development and quote reportedly outside the purview of walter hamada despite his status as dc films president uh walter hamada is the one who was quoted calling uh the the snyder cut a storytelling cul-de-sac so uh, he's not a fan of the Snyderverse. Um, but anyways, Justice League in total has cost WB, uh, Warner Bros., about $500 million and hasn't made any profit. Uh, so it seems unlikely that they'd move forward with any sequels, but all the hype surrounding the Snyder Cut and people finally getting to see Snyder's full vision come to fruition along with the Snyder Cut actually happening and the fans being able to actually petition for this version of justice league to be released and finished. Uh, I don't think we can uh, like 100% discount this rumor. Um, yeah. Like I was telling you earlier today, Nick and chat, it is, I feel so vindicated that like everyone loves this movie <laughs> because you know, from all the conversations we've had at work uh, well before this podcast started, all my gripes with Warner Brothers and their handling of the the DCEU, and man, I'm just so happy Snyder got to get his version out there. Yeah, no, it's um, I think memorable is a good way to summarize it. Um, in contrast to its former version, <laughs> the the version we all w- wish we could erase from our brains. I mean, it's practically gone. I mean, yeah, uh, it's like a trailer. It's like, it's, like <laughs> it's like a trailer you saw like two years ago, and this is the actual movie. <laughs> yes, uh, and and you know another rumor here for you guys to go along with our first two rumors. The same Grace Randolph 
coming from her rumor mill, she's claiming that Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3 might now be possible and that some WB suits want Snyder to direct Wonder Woman 3. Now, this is uh, like a hotly debated topic as Patty Jenkins, who wrote and directed the first Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984, has already signed on for the third Wonder Woman film. So, yeah, that's kind of already, you know, locked up. That doesn't mean that they can't, you know, buy out her contract or, you know, just remove her from the project. But at this point, I, I would consider that highly unlikely unless she stepped down herself um but also going along with that i'm not really sure how i feel about um you know i'm okay with with snyder you know finishing out justice league two and three but i don't know how i feel about him necessarily jumping in and taking over wonder woman three because we all know what happens when (laughs) Another director comes in in the middle of a trilogy in the DCEU. <laughs> yeah, and especially following 1984, I don't know if it would flow right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the Wonder Woman thing, they should probably just leave as is. But I'm totally on board for, for more Justice Leagues and Snyder having more of a creative voice in uh, the DC Extended Universe. Um, but yeah, you, you got some more DC news for us? Well, I figure I'd insert myself into this mix for once. But elsewhere in the DCEU, Dwayne Johnson is fighting for Henry Cavill to appear in Black Adam. Certainly consider this a Hollywood grapevine chatter. It comes from a reliable source as far as rumors go. While rumors fly and the future of the DCU is unclear, especially with the release of the recent Snyder Cut, as we've been discussing, The Rock certainly has some sway in Hollywood, and if he is on board with something happening, I wouldn't rule it out. But such an appearance, such as Superman, in another movie in the DCEU would open up a lot of a lot of cans of worms. Because, I mean, if I'm mistaken, isn't uh, he supposed to be done? With Superman, uh, or is that old? I I rumor? don't think like he wants to be, but right. I know he doesn't point, want to be. Yeah, um, I think I think I actually have an article somewhere down the line here uh, about some Superman stuff. Uh, but yeah, it it, it just kind of seems like at this point he's more of a a cameo machine than a. That's the man of steel himself, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sticking in the DCEU, it appears Dave Batista is in talks to play the muscle laden Batman villain Bane. That's right. After breaking his superhero slash comic book cherry in the MCU as Drax the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy, it looks like Dave Batista is eyeing the DC villain Bane. Uh, he was seen recently replying to a tweet from a fan that was saying something along the lines of, you know, Dave Bautista should be, maybe, could be playing Bane in the upcoming The Batman film, uh, with, you know, starring Robert Pattinson. And he replied, unfortunately not, tried my best. Uh, so it isn't clear what project Batista's Bane could be featured in, 
but it could be anything from a sequel to the Robert Pattinson's The Batman or even a sequel to James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which would make sense since, you know, James Gunn was the, you know, the creative mind behind the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which he played Drax the Destroyer in. Wherever it happens, I just hope it does happen because I think he would really excel in a role like Bane. Uh, and our good friend Tim Tim Bushman he chimed in tonight. Nineteen eighty four was a good movie. Well, glad someone liked it. I liked it. I haven't watched it myself, but everything I've seen has been like this was such a garbage movie. But I feel like that's everyone's response to a DC movie. So yeah, you should know that of all people that yeah. you need to watch all your DC movies because you're the you're the fanboy that loves them all. That is very true. All right. Um, moving on with some more DC rumors. Uh, it's just more and more rumors arise pending on the success of the Snyder Cut. So here, here, this is exactly what I was talking about. So while a sequel to Man of Steel hasn't been talked about for some time, the uh, tipster Mikey Sutton, uh, he is claiming that a Man of Steel 2 starring Henry Cavill is quote, likely to happen as an HBO Max exclusive. So it's important to note that, uh, you know, our old pal, Daniel Rickman, who we've uh, cited quite a few times on our newscasts, uh, has claimed that Cavill is only being offered cameo roles as Superman at this point. But um, Sutton's sticking to his guns, and he says that an HBO Max exclusive Man of Steel 2 is not out of the picture yet. I'm about it. Me too. And Henry Cavill's about it. He, uh, you know, recently was found saying, you know, I, I think another article that we had in one of our recent newscasts was uh, he actually pitched, you know, some Man of Steel ideas to HBO himself. <laughs> so he, he, uh, you know, has some fondness for this role. And I think he plays a great Superman. So, I mean, he generally is a very motivated person when it comes to the things he likes you know mm -hmm. um you know he pushed pretty hard for the witcher and yeah. doing that and i feel like he does that for a lot of his roles like he he really gets into him and he's a personal fan so yeah he's his biggest cheerleader at right. this point and you gotta like <laughs> capitalize on that when someone is passionate about a role like just give it to him <laughs> like he's he's good at it and they like money right yeah um but yeah, so I think this might be our last DC rumor here of the episode, but uh, Hal Jordan may be appearing in the upcoming Green Lantern series on HBO Max. So as a fan of DC, I'm excited for all of these DC rumors. And uh, I was just I just hope we, you know, see a majority of these actually come through. <laughs> Um, this rumor is from Mikey Sutton again, who is from Geekosity, by the way. Uh, he's claiming that Hal Jordan, one of the uh, you know more well-known Green Lanterns, uh, who was played by Ryan Reynolds in that disastrous Green Lantern movie in the past, uh, Hal Jordan will be making an appearance in the new Green Lantern series, which is set to start production on April 12th. So far, this series will follow these lanterns, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, Guy Gartner, Kilwog, and Alan Scott, as well as the infamous villain Sinestro. 
Uh, for those wondering if John Stewart will also make an appearance, it seems highly unlikely as Stewart is going to be the focus of the Green Lantern movie reboot. Uh, this Lantern series will be helmed by executive producer Greg Berlanti, who is most known to DC fans as the man behind the Arrowverse. So, you know, the Arrow show specifically, but other shows in the Arrowverse like The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, Green Lanterns are are pretty cool. So I'm I'm hoping that this series will also be cool. And I actually didn't know that they were rebooting the movie as well. So yeah, there you have it. There's your DC <laughs> rumor round table. <laughs> Plenty of them. Yes. Just wait till you finish Snyder Cut. I know. You'll have wait. your own. Anyway, switching gears, but sticking to a room with the rumors here. William Defoe could be getting a solo Green Goblin movie. Ooh. Defoe certainly left his mark on the superhero villain verse, which with his portrayal of the Green Goblin, both he and fans think highly of it. And as another rumor in the superhero sphere of Hollywood, this one would be a good one to see through. Sony Pictures is in charge of the Spider-Man spinoff movies, which I did not know, but makes sense. And Defoe would join the ranks of popular actors getting solo movies, portraying Spidey anti-heroes and villains such as Tom Hardy as Venom and Jared Leto as Morbius. Um, those plus a few more that are already established and in the works, Sony is certainly setting the stage for a Sinister Six movie, which mm. some have called it um, basically the, the bad guy version of the Avengers. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of Spider-Mans have been waiting for the Sinister Six to make their appearance. Seems like sure. they're building toward it for sure. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> and now our special segment, though shorter than <laughs> usual. Star Boys. Yes, I feel like we need to make like an like an audio bite like intro ah, to yes. the Star Boys segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Good rumor. Um, uh, first one. I got two things here. First one, speculation. Second one is actual news. Uh, Kessel Run Transmissions, which is a frequent source of ours. Um, they do all things news and rumors on Star Wars, and they indicate that. Kenobi won't be the only force sensitive character in the new Andor series news to me, but Obi-Wan being an Andor is wonderful. and makes sense. So I'm excited for that. But now the speculation is that perhaps maybe Ahsoka will make an appearance, but obviously the ever expanding Mandoverse, our options seem to be growing. So I wonder mm -hmm. when like in relation to fallen order, when, like how close is is Andor timeline wise? You're really looking for your Cal. Live I action. want Cal to show up somewhere. Come on, man, just give me Cal. <laughs> yeah, you know it's 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 tough. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, it's kind of tough to keep track of where and when um, all these kind of will be yeah. falling into each other. Um, obviously, know when they'll come out, but uh, yeah, lots of opportunity here. You know. It would be sad if they did another like kind of Luke Skywalker dump in there. Um, yeah. but that wouldn't really make sense because he would be not Luke Skywalker per se yet. Um, so right. we'll see. 
We'll see. Um, and the second bit here, and for those in the loop on the other Clone Wars animation, the one that predates both the Clone Wars and the Clone Wars movie, which ran on Cartoon Network from 2003 to 2005 for a total of 25 episodes in what I call a Samurai Jack animation, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars will be coming to Disney Plus in April. Um, Gendy is known for Samurai Jack and Dexter's Laboratory, also Cartoon Network favorites. This also does not come with any canon additions, unfortunately, as Clone Wars, the longer series that is a little bit more well-known, um, overwrites most of the predecessor here. Hmm. And Disney seems to be just backfilling their Star Wars catalog, which they should. Um, but this was this was a good a good stint in 2003 when there was lack of other star Wars media right outside of, uh, right. The new movies coming out. So this was exciting, especially as a cartoon series on cartoon network, it, uh, pretty short episodes from my memory. And they ran basically like right after school before like the, uh, the main kind of evening cartoons played. Um, but it, it's a good little bit and I'm glad they're adding it to be so easily accessed. Cause I don't know where you find it these days outside of, Disney Plus. Right. Speaking of Disney, we got this covered. Has cited insider Daniel Rickman stating that Disney is working to establish and grow an alien cinematic universe. Mm. I think we've mentioned this loosely before, but there continues to be signs that this is a a hot topic. Um, Generally speaking, Disney has at various points discussed a great number of plans for the alien cinematic universe. Um, for now, the concrete plans are that really Scott and Noah Howley are executive producing a series for Hulu, which will serve as the first installment of the expanded franchise. Um, but a number of things have been said that Disney, you know, they're obviously trying to feel out what is best for this uh, franchise. I think, that's good because it, this takes care. It's a very niche yeah. universe, right? And a very niche crowd. Um, and, you know, there's obviously issue with um, Covenant, not necessarily um, profitable or yeah. monetarily successful. So I think they're they're taking their time here, which is fine. I'd be totally down with an ACU. That's for sure. That's my yeah. abbreviation for the yeah. Alien Cinematic Universe. The ACU. The ACU. Um, but yeah, Aku. give me some Alien. Let's go. Yeah. And your favorite studio, Warner Brothers, is looking to expand the Harry Potter franchise. Um, but the only thing to hang on to here is that the CEO of Warner Media, Jason Kyler, teased at an investor conference, and I quote... This little thing called Harry Potter, which is one of the most beloved franchises, and we're incredibly thankful to be able to partner with J.K. Rowling. And so I would argue there's a lot of fun and potential there. And I will just say you will try. Hmm. Um, So I'm sure they're looking to bust that money pit open. (laughs) Right. Has been some time since we've had some Harry Potter stuff and interesting that JK Rowling would be, you know, it's a good sign that they would be working together. So 
you know, hopefully yeah. it'll stick, stay true to the, you know, original feel of the, the like, you know, written Harry Potter franchise that they've already milked dry for, you know, movies and stuff. Yeah, um, I feel like as soon as maybe like she's no longer in the picture, it'll go money pit. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like she does protect it to some degree, at least trying to actually have some sort of books or media material to go off of and not just let them run with the wind. Right. Um, But that's good too. Yeah. We'll see what comes to that. Yeah. Uh, So shifting gears back to my beloved superhero realm. Uh, Our, one of our favorite shows on show boys, the boys is getting a spinoff and we have some casting news for the spinoff. So Amazon studios is developing a spinoff from the boys and has cast their first two roles. Lizzie Broadway will be playing the role of Emma, who is a young superhero who is enrolled in quote, America's only college for young adult superheroes, which is ran by Vought international. Uh, Jazz Sinclair, hopefully I said that right, uh, has been cast in, in the role of Maria, or Marie, I should say, uh, who is speculated to be a classmate of Emma, possibly. Um, the untitled spinoff, quote, explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the text or to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. Uh, the project is being held by Craig Rosenberg, who is the uh, current showrunner and executive producer uh, of the spinoff. And he's also the writer and executive producer of The Boys. Uh, he will be joined by Garth Ennis and, and Derek Robertson, who are the creators of The Boys comics. Eric Kripke, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and James Re- Weaver, who uh, were creators of The Boys TV series. Uh, so that's, you know, pretty much, well, it is the exact same team as the boys working on the spinoff of the boys. So that gives me uh, a lot of confidence that this, sh- <laughs> the spinoff will remain in the same vein and be just as good as, uh, you know, the boys. Um, speaking of the boys, I picked up a Billy Butcher Funko Pop over the weekend and I'm so excited. That is exciting. Yes. Um, Can't wait to see it Thursday. Oh, I will show you. I picked up, uh, not to take a side, uh, you know, a little rabbit trail here, but I also picked up a nice Darth Maul. Ooh. Yes. So Which Darth Maul? I will tune have to in wait and Thursday see. at 9 p.m. and see my new Funko editions. <laughs> uh, yes, but moving on. Uh, enough about Funko Pops. Uh, however, I do have a Funko Pop of the main character of this story. Uh, the Uncharted movie release date has been set kind of uh the uncharted movie has completed filming and is set to release in february of 2022 uh which was originally set to release all the way back in 2016 (laughs) uh it seems you know uncharted is follower you know was the predecessor of new world in terms of who could have the most ridiculously long amounts of delays (laughs) Uh, but joining Tom Holland here, who is playing everyone's beloved Nathan Drake, uh, we have Mark Wahlberg playing Victor Sullivan or Sully, if you're familiar with the games. Uh, Sophie Taylor or Sophia Taylor Ali, who will be playing Chloe Frazier, who is um, 
from Uncharted 2, Antonio Banderas, and Tati Gabrielle uh, playing unknown characters. So um, the story for this film is said to be a prequel to the first Uncharted game and is sort of an introduction to the character of Nathan Drake. Uh, it will be interesting to see how it leads into the first game and how close it will be timeline-wise to the events of Uncharted 1. Uh, moving on with some, you know, you thought Star Boys was over, but let me tell you, it's not. We got another somewhat high, you know, story tied into the Star Wars universe here. Now, this this actually is kind of funny to me because I don't think it's possible, but AMC wants The Walking Dead to be bigger than the Star Wars franchise. So, mm. AMC is setting out to try to accomplish a nearly impossible task with what most would consider a dying franchise, uh, which is my opinion. Uh, insider, our boy, Daniel Rickman. We should probably, I should probably stop saying that at least because people might think he is actually somewhat, you know, <laughs> tied with Showboys, which would be awesome, but he's definitely not. <laughs> uh, anyways, Daniel Rickman is saying that AMC wants Walking Dead to be bigger than Star Wars, which sits in the top five highest grossing media franchises at $68.7 billion. According to the article, The Walking Dead would need to generate 35 times as much money as it does now to surpass Star Wars. Small task, 35 times. I mean, come on. That's that's doable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Walking Dead already has two spinoffs in Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead World Beyond, as well as a slew of video games. Uh, future Walking Dead projects include a new anthology series called Tales of the Walking Dead a comedy outing, whatever the heck that means. Uh, I don't know how that could work at all. A cartoon, a show with an LGBTQ focus, and a Daryl and Carol spinoff show, as well as a Rick Grimes-centered movie trilogy, which actually is supposed to start production this spring. Um, At this point... I kind of agree with the article with them. Uh, They kind of went off to say that, you know, they think that really Rick Grimes might be the only thing to like save this franchise. (laughs) And I tend to agree with that. So yeah, we'll see the ratings for the last couple of seasons of the walking dead have been pretty bad. So it's a pretty ambitious goal of them to have at this point in the walking dead's life cycle. Um, and my last piece of news for you all again, we're heading back to star Wars. Uh, we might finally have some fallen order Two news. So per a tweet from respawn senior producer, Blair Brown, they're looking to fill a number of roles on a star Wars project. Now, We've had rumors of both Fallen Order 2 and Battlefront 3, you know, within the last couple months. Uh, Both have been teased. So it isn't exactly confirmed that Blair is speaking about Fallen Order 2. But since DICE worked on the Battlefront games and Respawn created Fallen Order, it's pretty safe to make that assumption that he's talking about Fallen Order 2. However, it should be noted that, you know, uh, Ubisoft has... Uh, you know, announced 
their open world Star Wars game, though I don't know. It, is Respawn like a subsidiary of Ubisoft, or do you know anything about that, Nick? Now, as far as I know, Respawn is its own studio, um, but I will see. I mean, it's tough. They're all obviously being contracted under Lucas Arts at right. this point, so they yeah. could be mix matching it. I don't know. I, I could see, I could see I would, like them hiring multiple studios to just right. do a bunch of stuff. I would put a few Theta tokens on uh, Blair Brown working on Fallen Order Two and trying to fill roles for that game. Right. Uh, so, anyways, you know even if he is speaking about that since they're just now looking to fill the team, it's probably safe to say that whatever the project is they're working on, it's still a ways off. Uh, so hopefully we can get some more convincing, you know, fallen order to news soon. Yeah, that would be, I need to finish the first one and then I would be okay with that. <laughs> yes, you do. It's so good. That'll, that'll be my timeline. Once they tell me the release day of the second one, I'll know when I can need to finish the first one by. Yes. Onward with some more gaming news to finish out the evening. Age of Empires news is expected at the April Microsoft event. Rumor is at E3 in June, Microsoft will unveil some Age of Empires news, which is likely and hopefully in some tangible info on Age of Empires 4, such as a release date. That would be nice. Um, we've been waiting a long time for that. <laughs> the last news we received on this front from the was the reveal trail trailer in late 2019, um, which feels like 10 years ago. So <laughs> that's true. 2019 does feel so far away. <laughs> yeah, like tell me anything that happened in 2019. Tell me that doesn't feel yeah a long time ago. Um, so that would be exciting. Age of Empires, very successful franchise. They've recently um, revitalized, reforged, re-something the first and second. And I believe the third is in the works. Um, and those are, especially the second, is being fiercely up to date on Steam um, and their client. Just because that's a very active community with the whole PvP online gaming realm so yeah. they are definitely very active in the age of empires sphere and to finish out the night uh valheim valheim ever hear of this game mike no okay well the Tell devs more the devs are ready to focus <laughs> on their first big update called hearth and home now that mm. the bugs are all in check from the initial well, let's not get carried away devs they're not all in check yet as a six week and six million sales mark six million as in six million units so they did a million a week that's insane (laughs) that is so crazy (laughs) (laughs) as their update for this mark they have officially locked in and are making progress on that next update, which aims to bring a lot of enhancements around base building, cooking, and other related elements. This one is for sure much anticipated and will certainly hit home for many players as those are some of the biggest areas there outside of kind of like end game content. I would say the base building, whatever your flavor of it is, there are many and the food. Yes. will bring a lot of more depth to just the day-to-day in that game. Yes, that's exciting. 
More, more things for you to plant. Yes. My farm shall expand. Evermore. Yes. Once again, thank you for joining us. We hope you found this both entertaining and informative. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe everywhere you consume our content. Find all the places we publish our content on our link tree. Which is link tr.ee slash showboys podcast be sure to join our discord server and become a member of the showboys community to hang out with us and other showboys staff members as well as other listeners and get some cool perks such as being able to see all the articles we had to choose from for this episode of the newscast but weren't able to squeeze into the episode all article links covered in this episode will be included in the actually that's not true we are not including the links in our episode descriptions. However, as another perk of being in our Discord, you can have access to a nice fancy Google Sheet that has all of our articles and links on it. So be sure to join that Discord. If you have anything you would like us to cover in more detail or include it in the show, please comment where available or email us at showboyspodcast at gmail.com or, as Mike said, join us in our Showboys Discord. That's right. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we hope to see you on Thursday. Have a good evening. <laughs>